Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. A scared world needs a fearless church. I came across that quote this week and thought it a perfect theme for All Saints Day this year. Both because All Saints Day is about the confidence that we have in Christ Jesus to be a fearless church. And because our world and so many people today are scared. And now perhaps like never before. Scared of war breaking out in the Middle East or of that war becoming a global conflict, even another world war. Scared for our children and the world they are growing up in, a hypersexualized world, a world that seems more polarized than ever. Scared by AI, what it might mean for our world, or that it will take away my job. Scared to go out at night, Scared to ride the subway? Scared what other people think of me? Scared of disease? Scared that if I open this email it will infect my computer? Scared that if I say the wrong thing I will get labeled a bigot or a hater? Scared to be with other people yet scared to be alone? Scared to love? Scared to live? And yet, scared to die. Scared to let people know who I really am and let them into my life. Or to use some of the things we heard this morning in the Holy Gospel, scared to be meek, scared to be merciful, scared to be poor in spirit, because people like that get taken advantage of. Scared to be righteous, because they are persecuted. Is it any wonder there's so much mental illness in our world with all that going on? So many on edge. So many confused. So many nervous wrecks. So many who don't know what to do or where to turn. So many ready to just give up. A scared world needs a fearless church. All Saints Day reminds us that whatever happens in your world and in your life, you are safe and secure. You are not alone. You have a Heavenly Father who holds you in His hands and close to His heart. A Heavenly Father who knows the past the present, and the future. There are no surprises to Him. A Heavenly Father who keeps His promises and will not let you down. A Heavenly Father who has a glorious future prepared for those who love Him. Those who have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb, His Son, and put their faith in Him. A Heavenly Father who would direct our eyes and our hearts to Him. To Him who loves us and whose perfect love casts out 
fear. For we have a heavenly Father who knows each and every one of his own, the exact number of those who have been sealed by God with the sign of the cross on their foreheads. That 12,000 from each tribe. It is a symbolic number in Revelation 12. 12 indicating the number of completeness or fullness. And 1,000 then indicating magnitude. The meaning there being that our Heavenly Father knows the exact number of His saints on earth. No one forgotten, no one left behind, no one lost in the crowd. And that includes you. You may not be known or noticed by anyone else, but you are never out of the sight of your Heavenly Father who loves you and cares for you. But the church is made up not only of the saints on earth, but the saints in heaven. And here too, what confidence we have. For after his vision of the saints on earth, John sees the saints in heaven. The ones who have come out of the great tribulation. I guess that's both good news and bad news. The bad news, there is great tribulation here on earth. But the good news is it did not overcome them. They came out of it, were rescued from it. And this is a great multitude that no one could number from every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages. These in white robes washed In the blood of the Lamb, the blood of the Lamb poured upon them in holy baptism and holy absolution and given to them in the Holy Supper. No rage or spite of Satan could separate them from the love of their Heavenly Father in Christ Jesus. And that's your future too. Provided by, promised by, and secured by your brother and Savior, Jesus. Yes, as John told the saints then in his epistle, see, literally see what John saw in his vision. See what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Children who will be with him. Children who have a place at his side. Children to be home forever. That's who you are. And that vision, your future. Even though it may not seem so now, even if you don't look special, even if you've got more problems and struggles than most. John says, what we will be has not yet appeared. For now, children of God are hidden and sometimes under a lot 
of garbage in this world. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him. Because we shall see him as he is. When Jesus comes again, we shall join that great multitude, all the saints who have gone before us. Even though now for a while it's true what we say. We feebly struggle. They in glory shine. But even now that's you. That's who you are. You might be a mess, but you are blessed. You are a dearly loved child of God. Yours is the kingdom of heaven. Not because you've earned it or deserved it, but because Jesus did. And he gives it to you. And so blessed, that enables you to be what Jesus described in the Beatitudes we heard this morning. When Jesus says, Blessed are the poor in spirit, those who mourn, the meek, those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the reviled and persecuted. Those things reveal your blessedness. We can be those things, do those things, not in order to be blessed, but because you already are. When you already have the blessedness of Jesus, His forgiveness and life and the promise of His kingdom, you can live this way. You can live like Him. For what can this world give you that you do not already have in Jesus? So you can be poor in spirit, not proudful and boastful. You can be mourning the sin in you and in the world and the death that it causes. You can be meek, that is humble, self-forgetful. You can be hungering and thirsting, not for the things that this world holds up as true and treasure, but for what really is righteousness. You can be merciful, not demanding. You can be pure in heart, not lustful or licentious, permissive or promiscuous. You can be peacemakers, forgivers, not grudge holders or dividers. And you can be reviled and persecuted for proclaiming the truth and sticking to it. These things don't bring blessedness. They reveal it. They reveal a life in you that is different, that is fearless, that gives what cannot be taken away Because it gives what has been given to you by Jesus. And then on top of that, Jesus, yes, promises you even more. The more you give, the more you receive. Even joy 
in the midst of a world of great tribulation and filled with fear. A scared world that needs a fearless church. And notice there an important word, a fearless church. A church being those united in Christ, the body of Christ, all of us together. That's important. And why Satan keeps trying to divide us. Because he knows that apart, separate, isolated, alone, we make bad decisions. Fear often gets the better of us. We forget what we know or should know. We doubt. We wander. We get tempted and seduced. We don't be who we are. We don't live as the blessed. We fall and mess up and get lost. You know it. It's happened to you. But here we come together. Here we are united in Christ. Here we see that is what is bigger than us. And that I am not alone. That my struggles and problems are not unique to me. Here are folks who have come out of the same great tribulations. Here are folks who have sinned and been forgiven with the forgiveness I need. Here are folks who know me and love me anyway. Here in Christ is the love I need. Given me not only by Christ in his word and sacraments, but in these people he has given me to love me. On my own, yeah, maybe I am filled with fear. But here, I am part of a fearless church. A church that knows the truth of God's word and the confidence that comes with that firm foundation. So if you find yourself fearful instead of fearless, Don't beat yourself up. Come and receive the perfect love that casts out fear. Hear those words that recall your baptism into Christ and all the promises given to you there. Hear those words which forgive you all your sins so there is nothing to separate you from the love of God in Christ. Hear those words which speak of Christ triumphant over sin, death, devil, hell, and all the powers of this world. And hear those words which give you that same triumphant body and blood in the supper to feed you and strengthen you. Hear and receive this perfect love that casts out all your fears. And then leave this place firm and confident and fearless. For you have Christ and he has you. A scared world needs a fearless church. 
That, it seems to me, is what All Saints Day is all about. Not only that we are all saints, yes we are. Not only that we all have a glorious future promised to us, yes we do. But that we are saints with this glorious present and glorious future to be a fearless church in a scared world. To show them a better way. To show them and give them the love they need. To bless them with the blessing we have received. That all, all be saints. From earth's wide bounds, from oceans farthest coast, through gates of pearl, streaming in a countless host. Singing to Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Alleluia. Alleluia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.